Good morning. I'm back. The reason why I said good morning is because it is 1.53 in the morning. I am back recording. Rejuvenated. Took some time off to get some stuff sorted out. And I am ready to go. I'm still in my house recording, which is not the which is not exactly the place I'd like to be doing it. Uh, but in these times, what are what am what what are my other options? Um, so the NBA has absolute the Earth and the NBA has shook. Um, as of recently. We have all the coaches hired. We have all the te- we have teams who have new coaches. We have players disgruntled. We have a new labor agreement, somewhat. We have James Harden and Russell Westbrook wanting out of Houston. We've got the Golden State Warriors saying that they are going to have 20% of fans, 20% capacity at Chase Center this season. The draft, which is Wednesday. Free agency, which is Friday. Um, And it's just going to be a very crazy ride. Um, So, for anyone who's not up to date on what's been going on. The NBA has is going to start on December 22nd. They will be playing 72 games. Um there is no word yet on what the COVID protocols for the season will be. There are no word on COVID protocols. Probably get that within the next week or two. Um and I am very surprised that the NBA has agreed to play to and to start this soon. I was suspecting March because I felt like, you know, the guys have been in the bubble. Um, you're not going to get the players to agree right away to play right away. You know, there's just so much information we don't have regarding testing and everything else. So I just thought March would probably be better because um, it would have been a year. Um, it will be a year in March since all the shit went down with COVID. So my feeling is that because of that, we will hopefully have some little bit of normal life by then, whatever that looks like. And... Um, yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. So I'm going to start off with the Rockets um, and then go go from there. Um, cu- a couple weeks ago, the Rockets have announced they have hired Steven Silas, son of former Cavaliers coach, Excuse me, Paul Silas and Russell Westbrook and James Harden claim that they have not been 
um, but they were not notified. They were not involved in this hire, and it's obvious. Uh, Daryl Morey, by that point, had already left by that point. And um, I don't think Tillman Fertitta is necessarily in any... I don't think he is in any hurry to please them, okay? Because he knows how much money they're worth. And he knows that he's taken a huge hit of all of his casinos during the pandemic. And he realizes he is not able to... Or is not comfortable paying the two of them what they're worth. Or what they feel like they're worth. He knows that. So he is going to try to make this go on. He's going to try to... What's going to happen is... (coughs) They'll get traded. And then... They'll just rebuild. That's what will happen. They'll end up... They'll be, they'll be, it'll be a similar situation like what's going on right now in Oklahoma City. And in my opinion, um, that is not the best thing. But in my opinion, these coaching hires are 100% rebuilding hires. These are hires you make when you rebuild. I'm sorry. But you have all, but by hiring Stephen Silas, You have made it clear you are rebuilding. Because what else is that? I'm not saying that Steven Silas is a bad coach. I am not saying that. I think he's one of the most talented and one of the most, one of the better coaches on the rise in the league. I had posted that when it was reported that he had gotten the job. I had posted that he's the one of the better young coaches in the league, and that it's great that that I'm that I'm proud of him or whatever. But I don't think that this is a hire you make once again if you plan on keeping James Harden, Russell Westbrook. This is that is this this that is not what's going on right now. They have made a decision, and they're gonna have to. They're not the, they've made their bed, now they have to stay in it. Because, you know, Toman Fertitta is not known for wanting to pay a ton. He didn't want to pay Mike D'Antoni, remember? Last year, he refused to extend D'Antoni. And he didn't want, and he wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. And so then, um, so then... For an entire year, Mike D'Antoni was a lame duck head coach for an entire year, okay? And then, the Lakers bounce the Rockets in the playoffs, and then Mike D'Antoni says on the bus back to the hotel to the players, by the way, I'm, I'm out, I'm done. So... I think that all this is correlated. I think you can find. I think you can. I think you can figure this out pretty damn easily. This is a very simple. This is something incredibly simple. But the problem is, in the media, we make it hard. This is not a very difficult situation. This is not a surprise to anyone. 
once Steven Silas got hired, I thought to myself, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are out. Maybe just one of them, who knows, but I just, I don't think you keep one. I don't think they both stay in that situation. In this scenario, you're cheap. You hired somebody who you don't have to pay as much for, who doesn't have the experience and isn't worth as much money. You, you're going to probably end up trading someone like an Eric Gordon for whoever wants him. I don't know if anyone wants him for for the for as much money as he's being paid right now. But I think that's something to consider if you're Tillman Fertitta because you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, uh, I I don't want I don't want to hire anybody worth a salt, worth a shit. So I'm going to hire someone who's young, who's young, er, who is doesn't have the experience of of leading an NBA team, let alone a team with the amount of personalities that the Rockets have had over the years and who they have right now. Um, you can't tell me that, that that's the situation. The situation right now is they're screwed. It's too late now. You've, you've hired your coach. You've pissed your star players off, which is a cardinal sin in the NBA. You have done everything in your power to alienate them. You have done everything in in your power not to put a team around them that can win. And they have a lot of free agents coming, and I could see both of those guys leave you high and dry for nothing. I could see that happening. I could see Russ, and I could see... So and I could see James Harden leaving for nothing. So at least if you trade them, you can at least get something for them. If they walk away, you're fucked. 100% fucked. And that is not going to be good. So the Rockets are in a tough situation. They either decide that, look, we, we, we've decided we're cheap and that's okay. Uh, we we would we we'd rather work this way. Um, we we'd rather have um, a rebuilding type head coach. Because here's the deal, folks. That's what's going on. This is a rebuild in Houston. Like it or not, they are rebuilding in Houston, and I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face because that's what's going on. If you're rebuilding, like the Rockets are. You need to at least come out and say it because that's what you're doing, okay? You are rebuilding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's what you're doing. Listen to me, Rockets fans. You are going to lose a lot of games without the two of them, okay? So you guys are screwed. The fan base is screwed. Um, The players might be screwed. The owner is running out of cash, which is not surprising considering that he owns um, casinos all over, all over fucking all over the fucking country, and that COVID nineteen has absolutely killed the tourism industry, absolutely killed it. And so, if you, I live in LA. I know I know all about it. Believe me, I don't understand. 
why anyone is looking at me, why anyone would look at me today and say they were surprised at all this bullshit. Because I've been trying to tell people that this Rockets marriage with Russell Westbrook and James Harden was not going to last. It was either going to be that the 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 that that the front office does the pulls the plug for him, or one of them gets sick of the other and asks for a trade. Now this is a, this is different. This is neither of those scenarios. This is I am mad. I was not notified of this deal of the of this hiring. I didn't. You didn't console me. You didn't ask me. You you hired someone who has no experience. That's what's happening right now. It's a it's a it's an owner who who's broke and made a decision that he'd re, that he had to he had to hire a coach, but he hired a coach that's worth less money because he can't pay anybody who's worth more money, right? He can't pay anybody experienced like a Jeff Van Gundy or a Mark Jackson or Billy Donovan because they're worth money, okay? And Tillman Fertitta does not have money right now, okay? Like that's that's what's going on right now. You're not as you're not you're not you're not as bad as Jamie and Frank McCourt, but you're fucking close at this point, okay? You have there's just absolutely no reason for me to believe that Tillman Fertitta will will extend James Harden and Russell Westbrook and give them their money, so they might as well leave now, okay? You might as well get something for them because he's not going to, he might as well just leave. He might as well just ask for a trade and do the Anthony Davis trick and move out and get, get the fuck out of town because it's not going to be good for you. So that's okay. What they're doing is fine. I don't have any issues with it. The issue I have is when you're asking me, you know, oh my God, I can't believe how bad they are. I don't want to hear that from Rockets fans this year because you have been warned. You have been warned since Daryl Morey left and went to Philly. You have been warned that they are probably going to tear that whole thing down. Okay, that's probably going to be a complete tear down, and they're n- not going to do any part of the small ball lineup. Bogus, the bogus small ball lineup they were trying. They are not going to do any of that because Daryl Morey's not there. Um, Mike D'Antoni's not there, so they have no reason. So they're just going to clean sh- clean up shop, and you're not going to see um, any of the plays or anything that was run while D'Anto- while Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni were in were were running were running things out in Houston. It's not going to happen. So if you're a Houston Rockets fan, good luck because it's going to be a it's going to be a rough season in Houston. It's going to be very rough. Um, it just is because if you're not going to make your star player happy and give them and give them a team that can actually that's actually got some size to it, then that's it. I'm sorry, it's over. It's been over. Um, so there's a report um, from Ramona Shelburne from ESPN is reporting 
that the Golden State Warriors have a testing plan in place to test a certain a certain number of fans before they enter before they enter before the, a game. Okay. Now, Golden the Golden State Warriors are located in San Francisco. Okay. I live in L.A. And so I live in the same state, okay? It's been absolute hell in the state of California since COVID hit. We've had cases surging. We've had we've had like the worst worst response ever. We've had everything just go wrong. We've had at times um, we've had such awful hospitalizations that. Um, they've actually, we, we were actually one of the first states to actually shut the fuck down back in March. We're not shut down now, but it could, it could definitely come again. And I am very concerned that the Warriors are not making a smart decision. And if you know me, what I've posted on Facebook and Twitter recently, I am not... One of the, one of the, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't post negative things about COVID, okay? I don't post those things on social media because I don't think that that's where they should be. But I am concerned, okay, because we are, they, the Warriors do play in this, in my home state of California, okay? I have dealt with, I have been around the the whole Newsom theme park debacle, all that bullshit. So the Lakers announced yesterday, reported by Dave Dave McMenamin from ESPN reported yesterday that the Lakers will not have fans for the foreseeable future at home games. So then to read what I read today. About the Warriors, I was like, wow, wow, wow. That's interesting. But, to be real, the Bay Area has really come down hard on COVID, okay? They've really been able to... They've been really able to um, to really take a stab at it. The rest of the state hasn't been as lucky and as fortunate. Um, but I do think that that's what's going on, is that that's a part of the state that's doing better than my part of the state, which is L.A. County. And we're not doing well right now. We have surges, we have hospitalization surges. We're, no one's dying really here other than 20 plus a day, but we're not we're not doing bad in that sense. But what people forget is, just because the Warriors are allowing some fans this year doesn't mean the Lakers or Clippers or Kings can do that. Because it has to be approved by the state. And I am telling you that if any other team in the NBA tries to do this, we the it'll, it'll be denied, okay? I am telling you that that's what's going to happen. 
And so if that, I'm just, yeah, you're supposed to submit a plan to how you would adhere to the guidelines, right? Well, it, I think it'll, I, I don't think it'll happen. I think that once, once it's been reported that Disneyland is not going to open until December 31st, doesn't it seem kind of unrealistic to, ex- to expect any sporting events with fans before then? Doesn't that seem kind of a little bit irresponsible to be telling people, oh, look, uh, we're going to, for the Warriors, oh, look, we're going to have fans. If you do it the right way, it's fine, okay? But around here, you would get absolutely killed doing that. You would take a big, big beating in the realm of public opinion. And I've never been the one since the virus started to think that anything is that bad. I just, I I do, but I don't, okay? I think that people have been very, 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 very patient, Okay? And there's going to become a time, and I think we've already hit it, especially around where I live. The patience is done. It's over. Okay? People are not going to put up with this much longer. So I think that we'll have fans sometime during around the playoffs. That's what I think will happen. Okay? It's not because that's what I want. It's because that's what I think. That's what I... That's what I have heard, and that's what I'm comfortable predicting at this point. It may change, okay? You know, God willing, that we will be. I will be back doing this in studio, other than my house. But that's beside the point, okay? I live in a state that has been so cautious that restaurant owners and everybody have suffered big time. And I just worry about um, what the Warriors are doing because I just hope it's done responsibly. I hope that, you know, I hope it doesn't, something doesn't happen and then the whole season has to stop again. Now, I was, I had a different opinion about the season stopping in March, mid-March. I thought they could play games to empty arenas. I really did. But then as I thought about it more, I realized that travel is probably what they were worried about. And the idea that if something went wrong, they had no plan, okay? They had no plan on how to combat this at that point, okay? And now we have now we know more about what this virus entails. And what it is more than we did at that point, okay, back in mid March. I hope this is just me saying this. I hope that we can get a handle on this. Now, there's been encouraging news in regards to a vaccine or two, but there has been no information on when they will come available. Most likely. The front frontline workers will get them first, um, because you know it's it's all about it's all about trying to protect them. Because 
they've essentially endangered them for 10 fucking months. And I think that um, it's just such a different situation. It's just such a weird situation we've been in for 10 months, okay? Where it's, and there's all, there's all this reporting that reports out there now about should they, should college football keep going? Or should they stop? And, you know, I think they need to continue and do the best that they can because students, I'm sorry, I don't know what you expected was going to happen on these college campuses. I honestly don't know why everybody is so surprised. It's one of those things that was going to happen regardless. Everybody knew it. That was why the Pac-12 and the Big Ten tried tried not to do it. Um, I think I'm a, I was against their initial decision. Okay, I've been against it because I think that they I think it was done in not as good faith as they say. I think that there are some serious. If you look at it, it's not exactly what they say. They're not. It's not nearly as much about them looking out for the students as it is them trying to control them, like their kids and pawns that they can do something with. I don't think it's anything to do with safety. I don't. I don't. I think that it's another way to shove the student athlete stamp on them. Day after day after day, and then that's what that's what I think it is. I do not think that this, that college football should be canceled or walked back anytime soon. I don't, because you're not gonna do it in good faith. You're not gonna do it and be at, and be as transparent as you say you would be. You're not going to, and you're not going to. It's not gonna be about the kids. It's gonna be about you once again. Mark Emmert and Larry Scott. Same it's the same thing, okay? It's not it's not that simple to just say, oh by the way, we're canceling a football season. We've already started, okay? It's not that simple. Um, when you have when you have um, juniors and seniors who could be draft eligible and you're not going to let them let the, let their dream stay alive. What you gonna do? The only way I would ever consider that is if you allowed them to get two more years of eligibility. Okay, so they don't lose out. That's the only way I'm willing to do this. That's the only way I am willing to even hear this is if that's what they were doing. If that's not what they're doing, they can keep playing. I don't care. Because if you're not going to take care of the students in a way that would help them today, I don't want to hear it. You know, because... If you are t- you are going you are taking advantage of them if you do it if you if you do that you are I'm sorry you are trying to make examples out of them you are trying to do all sorts of things and it's wrong and stupid um Tony La Russa 
Uh, well, yeah, we're we're going we're going into this, folks. Tony Larusa was arrested for a DUI back in February. He claims that he told the officer who was arresting him that you you know who I am you don't you know who I am which is a complete bullshit defense bogus defense it doesn't hold up in the court of law it never has never will and he was saying that so that the officer would not arrest him after he after he was driving drunk right genius right driving drunk you get caught because you're driving drunk Uh, and then the well, the White Sox hired him, but now they're saying that they are looking into it. Ha! Huh. I think if you get arrested for a DUI, I don't think you should be a manager of a major league baseball team or a sports t- team of any kind. Period. End of story. Or a coach of in the NBA or anything like that. You shouldn't be. Not at all. It's one thing when, um, when when it if it will happen to Mike Boonehoser, which is when it doesn't come out in the media, it doesn't make this type of, it doesn't move, it doesn't, no one's talks about it. But I think the issue I have with Tony Larusa is. He's not a forward-thinking. He's not a forward thinker. He's not anyone who, if I am twenty plus, I would get behind. If I was a player who is twenty plus years old, he doesn't like kneeling for the national anthem. He was a god awful. He was god awful in the front office in Arizona. He just isn't the right guy for the job, and it's okay not to be. It's okay. But you just shouldn't hire him. Somehow, this information didn't make it to their front office when they were making their decision. Somehow, I don't. Somehow, Jerry Weinstorf didn't read, or has it, or didn't do a complete background check of someone who they are hiring to manage their fucking team. Um, I will be back with you guys and. Later in later in the week, get ready for the draft. Thanks for listening. Okay.